You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind-the-scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi everyone, welcome to session 14. I am really pumped for you to hear this session because I think that it is a really interesting recap of kind of Um, putting the pieces together on a lot of the things that we've talked about before. And I think one of the most important things that this session will illustrate is that sometimes we have to hear things more than once and from different angles for them to really click. And that's okay. I think I talked about that in one of my solo episodes where being patient and persistent both as the coach and as the client is really important. And I think this episode is a really good illustration of refining and refining some of the things we've already talked about and that not being a bad thing but that being a really positive thing to solidify the foundation even further and to move her forward even faster so this will be an amazing review episode i think it'll be a really good illustration of the fact that sometimes we have to hear things and it's okay so i hope it gives you permission i hope it gives you some good reminders and i think it will be a game changer for monica so take a listen all right how you doing good i'm excited it feels like i haven't talked to you in a while i know it's crazy having like one off week how it feels like forever sometimes right yeah it does what's going on give me an update okay so i had my presentation last week and it's so funny because uh, it's kind of like the first I i don't know if i'd call it a challenge but like the first thing that like felt really difficult for me and for whatever reason I had this big like I was making the putting together the presentation harder than it was Mm because I kept being like what if you know you know something doesn't work and I can't figure it out so all of those things that I was doing to myself put it together felt really good still a bit like because what I was doing is I was talking about passive income how to save money and invest in passive income and like saving money isn't really a sexy topic. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, you know, what if people aren't interested or they don't like it? And then it was kind of like, if I can just help one person, I'm really doing my job in this thing. So I ran with that and it helped. It turned out incredible. Like, it's like just so good. The host of um, the membership site has already booked a call with me to see how we can do more collaborations. I'm just so excited amazing that's so good and I know like you just felt like it you nailed it and I think that that's the important thing to remember and this is something like I just really want to remind you here is like sometimes we're asking the wrong question when we say like is this a sexy topic and will people like it Mm-hmm. Right. Our job is to get them excited about it and to help them like it and to tell them why it's so important. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And like what I what I had realized is like I really haven't been allowing myself to really talk about this. It's been more of like other right. business areas where I'm really good at breaking it up into small actionable steps that anyone in any stage of their business can get excited over passive income. So it was good for me to like just see myself being able to do that because I haven't allowed myself to. 
Exactly. And I think that's part of it sometimes too, right? Is like, I have to like, let myself talk about what I want to talk about because then it's easy to get other people excited about it. Right. Yeah, definitely. If I'm like trying to kind of almost like hack it where I'm like, how do I hack it? So I make sure they like it or something like that. Right. Yeah. The likelihood that I like it is still small. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. If I'm like, no, I'm so fucking passionate about this topic. I could talk about it all day. I love it. It's so important. It's so important in business. Da, 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 da. And then I go out and just tell people like why it's so important. It's wild how much people like come along that agree with that or are the right fit or get bought into it or whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was really worried because we like, there was a time frame on the call and about halfway through or just a little bit more than halfway through, I realized like I was almost up for time. So I had said mm. like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll try to speed it up. And she was like, no, you know, like this is so important and no one talks about this. We need to hear it. So like, yes. take your time. oh my God. So good. Yeah. So it felt really good. Well, and that just goes to show you too, like, it's not like you were having the experience of like, oh man, how do I fill this time? You were having the experience of like, oh man, like how do I get all this in? Which shows that you like, have some stuff to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So what do you see that looking like kind of getting incorporated into your business more? Like just say a little bit more about that. Yeah. So I spent the weekend like figuring out content for the, you know, upcoming weeks. And I went over um, kind of like my categories again. So with the content planning right. party, um, I'm still doing it. But now I kind of just like added in some other areas where I might not have been thinking about before. And so it's kind of just bringing like a level of excitement back. And and I'm really excited to, to be talking about passive income and like explaining it and offering like tips and stuff like that, too. I think what's so good about that, and I think we've like touched on this before, but it's so worth saying again, which is like something to remember all the time is like you made the plan. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so meaning like sometimes we get so rigid, like, oh, I did the content plan, so I can't deviate from it or I can't add another category or I can't change it up as new information occurs or whatever. But it's like, you're the one that made the plan. So like, of course, (laughs) you can and should change it as we go, right? You can and should change it as you find more things that excite you or things that excite you less or whatever. So the way to think about that is more like a living, breathing document, which is really the way you want to think about any plan in your business, quite honestly, right? Yeah. And I think it's just so beautiful when we give ourselves permission as the CEO to be like, I created that plan so I can change it. Definitely. Right? Instead of like, oh, I created that plan and so I'm basically like, you know, it was stuck to it for the next two years or something like that, right? <laughs> Yeah. And so like in our last call, I had said, you know, I haven't been posting or whatever. I was still trying to follow the plan and like get that excitement and get that momentum that I had for months and it kind of just fell off. And so now I'm like, I'm feeling it again. I'm back there. And so it's just like, you know, next time just making that switch a lot quicker instead of like waiting or trying to, you know, get excited about the next topic. So I think that's a great reminder. One thing that I think is really important as our business grows is finding that balance of having a plan that you follow while being available to tweak the plan. I think that sometimes what happens is that we kind of go one of two ways. We either follow a plan relentlessly or we build and burn down plans all the time. And what I see in the most successful business owners is that they're willing to 
have a plan that they follow while continuously being available to refine and tweak when needed. And that's really what I'm trying to encourage Monica on here, which is like having a content plan you follow, it's great. Tweaking it along the way is great, but we don't wanna go too far either way, meaning we don't wanna be like, oh, fuck this content plan. Let me burn it down and go build a new one because that's just totally unnecessary for what she is um, needing right now. Nor do we wanna go, well, I made the plan and so I have to follow the plan and that's just it, right? We wanna go, what would feel a little better this week? What tweak can I make to this one theme or this one category? And that's truly how we move forward the fastest because we use the container we've already built to make tweaks as we grow versus again, like that whole mentality of like building it up, burning it down or following it to a T even when it's not serving us. So if you're doing this in your business, permission to find that balance because it is hands down what will get you the most results the quickest. Totally, and I think it's such a balance too, right? Where it's like, think what people tend to do and what you're finding like a good rhythm with is like, they tend to burn things down. So like, it's not feeling good. So they're like, I need to go rework the whole plan. I need to figure all this out. I need to, you know, give myself a really hard time. I need to like, whatever, take two weeks off, you know, the whole nine. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, I need to like stick with it and then make small tweaks and adjustments as it comes up. Right. And so it's like finding that way of like, you're never locked into something, but also like you're still showing up is really the balance. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Beautiful. So good. Okay, cool. So it's been feeling easier to get back into that consistency. It's been feeling still a little challenging. Like what's been the experience of that? It's exciting. Like it's, it's feeling easy again, which is nice. Um, I, I guess I, I jumped in now, like, because I'm so excited as a, like, so I've been doing the mindset consistently doing that. It's Mm -hmm. like, I just want to do more. And then I was like, okay, well, what does more mean? And, you know, it's, it's still, you know, booking, booking those calls and making that a priority and, and doing that. But I, I tend to find myself in the last little bit being like, how can I do more? Like, what can I do to be doing more? Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Well, I mean, I'm going to ask you uh, a, a question and give you a little bit of a hard time, but it's like, do you feel like you're nailing the baseline? And I think that's always the thing is like more comes when we're nailing it. So it's like, if we're booking calls, if we're putting out content consistently, if we're doing our, you know, monthly challenges, that kind of thing, and that's all flowing, then there's more. But if we're like, kind of half nailing that and then we add more we're just half nailing more things does that make sense yeah head on like I definitely haven't been making calls a priority Mm -hmm. and I mean listen that's something we can explore and we need to look at that but I think that do you notice how that is the the kind of like the trick your brain will play it's like yeah 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 that I know I should do that whatever but like what else what else what else right yeah (laughs) And it's like what keeps so many business owners stuck and working really hard. And you can apply that to anything in life. It's like, um, you know, I know I should be eating more vegetables and that that would probably make me feel really good and help me lose weight. But like, what else, what else, what else, what else, right? Instead of just like, let me just do like the simple thing and go eat more vegetables, right? Yeah. And so what you want to do is find that balance of like, yes, I'm excited and in momentum and I want to like show the fuck up. And I don't want to keep like reinventing the wheel until like one of my wheels is turning really well. Right. 
Yeah, you're so right. Like, and I guess what I've been feeling is like the message and call, like, that's just like, that's easy for me. Um, it feels really good, but it's kind of like, I got, okay. So I did lose the momentum. I did stop showing up and it's like, do I, do I do a different, <laughs> different kind of call or what can I do now? But you're right. It's just getting back into it and making it work. And then you add something. Totally. I mean, and listen, it's not that you couldn't do a different call, but I think that the funny thing about what you just said is that it almost like feels bad in your brain because it feels easy. And what we're actually trying to accomplish in business (laughs) is you getting a bunch of stuff down that feels easy so you can dedicate energy and tension to the next like kind of like, I don't even want to say hard, but like comfort zone stretching thing, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like what I really think is like long-term sustainability is like having a lot of really well-oiled machines in your business that actually feel easy to get you results, right? Yeah. So then when you want to like push and stretch and try for more or whatever, you actually have the energy to dedicate to it mm-hmm. versus like everything feels like a new thing, a new thing, another new thing, another stretch, another push. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's interesting that you almost want to write off the thing that's starting to finally feel easy, right? (laughs) Yeah, totally. And I mean, it goes back to like when we first started talking and me just making everything need to be harder than it is. So that makes sense that you took that out of this. Yeah. I mean, we need those things that feel easy so we can grow, right? Yeah. I am so obsessed with this part of the conversation because I think it illustrates something that pretty much every client I've ever worked with has struggled with in some capacity, which is getting to the point where things are starting to feel easier. And so having this huge tendency to want to do more and more and more. Again, all of my clients have probably at some point or another gotten on the phone with me and been like, okay, so what else can I do? What else? What else? What else? Right? And again, it's not that that's a bad question, but often we want to do more, more, more as an escape from taking it all to a point where it actually feels easy. And and in fact, we need things to feel easy so that we can grow. And that's always the thing I'm trying to remind my clients is like, easy is the goal because that's what creates scalability and that's what actually lets you take more on. But if we try to move too fast and we try to make it so that things aren't easy, it's so much harder to scale, right? So this is such a normal thing and it's a question all of us have asked ourselves all of us have asked our coaches, but we actually need to let things feel easy so that we can grow. So don't make that a bad thing. If you're getting to the point where things are feeling easy and easy and easier in your business, beautiful. It's time to grow. If you're trying to do more and more and more when the things you're currently doing don't feel easy, that's okay. It's time to let those things feel easy before you continue to add. So I hope that gives you good perspective on what you can tweak and shift in your business right now if you need to focus on things being easier or if it's time for you to scale. Like, it's not like a stay stuck thing. It's like a create the foundation to move further thing, right? Yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, I think especially with like, you know, wanting more clients and that kind of thing, like, All we're doing by going, what else, what else, what else, is adding complication in between you and the client. Yeah. Yeah, I see that. 
you know, like if the shortest, fastest path is to like drive down the street and turn left, but instead we like drive down the street, turn right, you know, make five other turns just to get back to the same place. (laughs) Yeah. We're just like wasting, you know, a bunch of time and energy. Yeah. So, so here's the question for me. Does that still feel like the shortest path or are you like, I just don't want to do the call or are you like, I do, I'm just resisting it because it's kind of feeling really simple now or like what's kind of the experience there? Um, no, I do like, I do want to do the calls. They do feel simple. I mean, I enjoy them. I think it still comes back to like the 90 minute intensive and really not having a good conversion about that because it's like, I like, I believe in it. I totally know it's good, but still the fact. So it's like, there's a missing piece. Mm hmm like to get to the one-on-one right and it's like Mm -hmm. I just so badly want to you know coach people for for income totally I mean here's the thing I would say two two things and I I said this to you uh earlier too but I think it's really important is like you are coaching people for income right like you just got a client like Mm -hmm. you have to start thinking Mm -hmm. about it like that okay it's like when, when the experience starts to happen and then our tendency is to write off the experience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, are you coaching people for the exact income that you want in this moment? No. But like, are you making money coaching now? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, that's the only way you make more money coaching and make the exact income you want and, and, and right. Yeah. So I think such a practice for you here is to like, let it be true. Let it be good. Not continue to almost like live in this old experience, right? Yeah. It's like um, when people lose weight really fast, like if they get gastric bypass surgery or something, right? They often have to go to a pretty significant amount of therapy because it's like their brain can't catch up. Like, so they lose, you know, a hundred pounds and in six months or something wild like that, right? And their brain still thinks they're a hundred pounds heavier. Okay. Right. They're like living in the old experience. And so your job right now is to get your brain on board with the new experience of like, I'm a coach who has clients and makes money. Yeah. Like that is actually true right now. Yeah. Now, again, is it the exact amount of money you want to be making? No, but like it's, it's the only step to getting there is like, you have to embody that first. Right. Yes. You don't get to the embodiment or the experience of like being full and making the money you want without like having the first few clients that you're making money from, right? Yeah. Something that is really important to note here is just how easy it is for us to live in old experiences. And what I see over and over again with clients is that the fastest path to more results is to stop living in an old experience and to start embodying a new one. And again, this can take time, but I see it with so many clients where as soon as they're starting to get clients, they're still telling themselves the story that they don't, or they're not successful, or that they're not getting the results that they want. And the embodiment of the fact that the results are there and they're only going to continue and that they get to live in this new experience is what determines the path forward, meaning as the path forward to more and more clients ongoing in a scalable business, or is the path forward to deciding this doesn't work and burning out even though it's starting to work, right? And so if you want more results now in your business, what you have to be relentless about doing is not living in an old experience that says you don't get results, right? 
And that can be really tricky in your brain because your brain wants to go off that old evidence, but you have to build new thoughts and then new actions and then new evidence to start having a new experience and everything you can do to embody that as far as mindset work, actual practical action, writing down the evidence of things that are happening, all of that is so, so valuable because it's what actually will continue to create the new experience that you want. And I can definitely see that like, I haven't been, you know, like I haven't been posting the messaging calls. I haven't been, you know, like selling and all that. So it's all like, it feels like, oh, I want more, but you're totally right. Well, like go and just do what you said you're going to do and do it well and do it often. And then it'll all fall into place. For sure. I also think that like, you know, there, there's something to be said for my results have to be in alignment with, or rather with the action, right? So the result being like, I want more clients. Well, is my action in alignment with that? If I'm not selling, if I'm not getting the calls, if I'm not showing up, mm-hmm. it's just not at all in alignment with the results I want. And then same with even my language is me saying that I'm not a coach who was making money. <laughs> even in alignment with like what's true and what my experience is right now. No. Right. Yeah. And so I think the biggest thing for you is to like get in that aligned place of like my actions are aligned with the results I want. My language is aligned with what's actually true for me and what I'm even stepping into more, that kind of thing. Does that feel true? Or does that feel like super hard when I say that? No, it it feels true. And it makes sense, like complete sense. And then I think like a big piece for you is to just go, why am I not doing those things? Like, I mean, you know, just like, why was I not doing the content? Like, why am I not doing these things? Like from a really basic standpoint, like I know these things work. I know I want to do these things. Like when I check in, do you still want to do the call? The answer is yes. Like, so then like, what is the piece that's, that's making me not do them? So, I mean, I think we talked about this last week too, and I know it's still in base camp is like redoing those promo posts. I have been posting a bit of them. Um, but I just like, I kind of feel like I've evolved and I haven't gone back and evolved the content a bit. So I think that's the thing is like, well, I just want to say that differently, but I haven't made the time to like go and redo that. So that's, that's pretty much it. Well, so I would take it deeper than that though, because like, and I want to just give you a hard time here, which is like, you can keep finding the surface level problem, but if you found it a week Mm -hmm. ago and still didn't do anything, Mm -hmm. then there's something else there. Do you know what I mean? If you found that a week ago and that was really the thing, there's almost 0% chance that over the course of an entire week, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have done that. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, like, I know it's important to do. I don't know. Like, I don't know whether I'm feeling stuck around that. Like, I know I do, um, like believe in the whole messaging call. I really just think it's like getting people into that visibility thing and then just not having those conversions. Like, so it's like, I know it's starting here. I don't know. Like, I don't honestly know if I should switch that 90 minute intensive to something else. I I think that, and I just, I I totally want to, you know, be available for you to tell me that doesn't feel true. Mm -hmm. But I think that like your pattern a little bit right now is like 
as soon as like you're getting close, you want to change it or you pull back. Mm. Like you're having a hard time staying in the process, right? Okay. So it's like, as soon as the calls start feeling easy, you're like, where's the other thing? Or as soon as you're getting closer, like you're about to book the intensives or like you did, but they didn't convert or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You want to pull back from that. And it's like, that's really where the magic is going to happen when you can see a process through and stay in it until it clicks, right? Okay. Does that make sense? Where it's like, you're getting so far down the line. Mm -hmm. Like the content is getting someone on a call. The call is converting. Then you get the intensive and then you're not getting the conversion. And you're like, nope, forget it, right? Yeah, you're right. And so it's not to say that you could never change that intensive. I just don't think you've had enough experience there to say that that's the problem. I think what you know and what you've said, I think previously is that like the area you need to work on is the sales portion of the conversion, right? Yeah. And the only way to do that is to get more. Yeah. So the more we pull back from that the further we like, let's say, get away from that. Like, so now we're further away from it because we haven't had the calls or anything, right? Yeah. The less we have the opportunity to get to that portion that needs our attention. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. What kind of comes up for you there? Are you like, it It makes sense, but it's not what feels true for me or like it does feel true and I'm frustrated or like none of the above. Like what's kind of the experience for you? No, it does feel true. And it's just good, I guess, having you like pull that out and like just show it to me because I could, you know, keep making excuses about something and being like, oh, yeah, that's the thing I got to work on. But you're like, no, it's it's this every time. So just go and do it. And that's right. Totally. And I think it would be different if you were like, I just fucking hate everything about this or something like that. Right. (laughs) You're really not. You're just like, I think almost like that's, I don't know if this feels true and we can talk about it. If it does, it's almost like that fear of failure. Like the closer you get, the the higher your tendency is to pull back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. It's like the, as soon as like the client kind of shows up. Yeah Right. And you get the sale, then you're like, oh, I haven't posted. I haven't reworked the content. I haven't you know, showed up in that way. And it's almost like, what's the fear there of like, as soon as the momentum starts to pick up, I almost want to like pull the trigger or like pull Mm -hmm. the cord and pull it back. Yeah. Um, Definitely something there. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just so weird to be kind of like back here and you know, scared to book the messaging calls, even though like, I like, I know they're so good. So I think it's just doing it, like just going and just doing it. It's gonna. Yeah. Well, I think it's like seeing the pattern and having a desire to shift it as a huge piece, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I can see that that's my tendency, I can put all my energy and effort towards not doing that, right? Okay. Um, I may have said this to you before, but I think it's worth repeating again. But someone said this to me when I first started my business and I just loved it, which was that like, you know, so much of business and especially the beginning of business is like a pot boiling on a stove, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't know that it's boiling. You don't actually know that it's working. You can't actually see evidence that it's getting hotter and hotter Mm -hmm. until it boils. (laughs) But most people pull the pot off the stove right before it was about to boil, right? 
Yeah. And I think if you know that's your pattern, like I have a tendency to pull the pot off the stove, Mm -hmm. then your energy can be directed at like, but that's not a pattern that serves me. And so how can I watch for that? Okay. And do the opposite, right? Yeah. So something that we really identified here is that Monica has a pattern, which tends to be pulling back when the momentum shows up. So when she gets the client, the tendency is to pull back or when the engagement gets higher, whatever it is, that's her pattern, right? That is her tendency. And when you can find your own patterns and where they're taking you out of alignment with what you really want, that's when you can truly shift them. So Monica knows that her tendency is to pull back when momentum happens. And so she has to be aware of and pay attention to that, right? So that when momentum starts to show up, she almost has this pre-warning. She's like, oh, okay, well, sometimes I pull back. So let me do it different this time. Instead of being two weeks into pulling back and then realizing I'm in the same pattern again, what she gets to do is recognize it more and more and faster and faster. And that is such a gift you can give yourself in business. If you can really figure out what your own patterns are and be on the lookout for them and catch them earlier and earlier, you will be able to move forward so much faster. So your pattern may be similar to Monica's or it may be totally different, but I would look back at your business and your experience and go, what patterns have I engaged in, right? And so to be clear, you still want to not live in that old experience, but that data, that knowledge can provide information to stop creating that old experience over and over again. So like as an example, let's just talk through like how that would be different. Like, so this week you knew you wanted to rework the content, but didn't like make it a priority. So like, what was the like thought process or experience of that? So, um, so that would be with the promo post. So I think I just got really excited about the actual day-to-day content that I would be doing. And I just focused all on that and like, didn't even go think about the promo post. I think this is, um, (laughs) this is maybe like a super popular, unpopular opinion I have, (laughs) 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 but stick with me for a second, which is like sometimes in business, like excitement is really important, but like if we have to be the strategic container for channeling it. Yeah. Right. So like, it's so great that you felt excitement and it's not to downplay that at all. Mm-hmm. But just like if we let our emotions dictate our whole business, if we let our excitement dictate our whole business, mm-hmm. we're not, we're never going to get the results we want. Right. It's like a piece of the pie, but it's not the pie. Right. And so I think that's just an important question to ask yourself is like, I'm so excited, but like, what does my business need me to do this week to make sales? Yeah. Because obviously like that question didn't even come up, right? It was not like, what do I need to do this week to make sales? But then I'm like equally frustrated. I'm not making sales. So you're kind of backing yourself into this corner where it's hard to win right now. Right? Yeah, it is. So say a little bit more about that. Like you were just sort of like in it and you're like, well, this excitement feels good. So I'm just going to ride that wave or like, you know, I wasn't even really thinking about the sales in a certain sense or what was that piece? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think I was really thinking about it and making it a priority because 
Um, I was just so focused on getting back consistent with the content, even though I know part of the content is doing the promo post. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter like, and honestly, I could, I could see it now. And like having this whole conversation, it's like, I just got to go do it. And, and that's just what I got to do instead of, you know, waiting for the inspiration to make it sound better or anything like that. Cause what you had said before was like, we'll just, you know, and I think that's in Basecamp is like, we'll just reuse it. Right. Like if you're not going to, you're if you're not going to revamp it, just reuse it right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, just, I just got to do that. Yeah. And I think like really asking yourself, like, the questions of like, but how do I make sure that happens? Cause like, if it was in base camp, mm-hmm. if I knew it, if that was an option on the table and I still didn't do it, what I can't necessarily expect for myself is that without changing anything, I will now do it mm-hmm. because that's how we put ourselves in this like cycle of like being on the same hamster wheel over and over again sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, then I have that call with Lacey and it's so helpful and I feel reminded and inspired or whatever. But like, how do I put a mechanism in place, whether that's mindset or strategic or both or whatever, right? To make sure that that changes moving forward. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And actually, after our last call, I think I had to go do something. And I was like, I need to make sure when I'm booking my calls with her, like after I have a spot where I'm not doing anything. So I've actually done that for the next calls that we have booked in. Totally. So say more about that. Like, what would that be? So it's like, so my plan was like, whatever we had talked about would be like to implement or like work on. So, um, it's not just like putting it on the list to do. It's kind of like I already get a jump start right after a call. Yeah. And I think like another question, we've talked about this a lot, but I think it's worth revisiting again is like, is this stuff I'm like actually putting on my calendar? Is this stuff I'm like actually taking time to like sit down? Like, so if I know from this call, I need to rewrite promo posts and post them or something like, is that actually going somewhere? Yeah, it has to get done. Instead of, yeah, just getting put up somewhere. Yeah. Like, so what's the, like, what are you using right now? Like, are you still using Google calendars or using a to-do list? Like, what are you using to kind of keep track of all this? Yeah. So I think before when you had given me um, to organize like the whole, like everything, business life, everything, I used Asana. But um, for work, like I find like just the to-do list is just easier because then I just jump into my office and just have it there. So here's what I'll give you a little bit of a hard time about easier, but then some stuff isn't getting done a lot. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Where there's that discrepancy of like, it's easier, but I still find myself being really inconsistent. So is it actually easier? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. I think like the biggest missing piece for a lot of people. And I think it's part of it for you here is like, we can have the best of intentions But if we don't have a way to like consistently make the right decision and execute on them, Mm -hmm. we're going to go like weeks sometimes without doing the right thing and then simultaneously be weeks without the result we want, right? Yeah. And so, like, to give you an example, like, if, if say today we were like, what else can you do? And I was like, I don't know, like, go create four new opt ins, right? Mm You could put them on your to-do list and the excitement might drive that and, 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 right? 
but only because it was like the exciting new thing in the forefront of your attention versus like what we're really trying to build is the sustainability of like, and even when I get excited about something, all of these other pieces still get done, right? Yeah. It's sort of like redecorating your house or something. Like the excitement is so high and I can put my energy toward that, but like I still have to like clean the toilets and vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So what we have to figure out is like, what's the mechanism for like clean the toilets and vacuum? Mm-hmm. Right. What's the mechanism for like, do the things I know to do versus like the, I'll remember when I'm excited about something. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So one thing we really touched on today is that your own excitement and emotions really cannot be the only thing dictating your outcomes. I am all about following inspiration and excitement in your business within a strategic container. And I'm also about channeling that excitement, but just like that can't be the only thing dictating your business. Neither can our emotions in general, right? So if I'm having a bad day and I don't show up, that's ultimately dictating the success of my business. Just like if I'm having a good day and have an idea and run off on that track, but don't get all of my other foundational stuff done, right? And so feeling good and having excitement is a wonderful emotion. And we certainly, certainly want to use that in our business. And we want to bring that energy to our business. But when we're only operating from that place and only letting those emotions dictate how we show up, then our outcomes are always going to feel inconsistent because we're humans and we're human beings and our emotions are typically inconsistent. You know what I mean? And so something I try to do a lot in my business is separate my emotions from what has to get done. Monica and I have talked about that before when we've talked about asking yourself questions like, what does my business need from me today? There was also a bonus episode on that. So feel free to go back and listen to that as well. But ultimately, you really wanna give yourself permission that excitement is a great thing, but having it be the dictator of how you show up entirely and then the outcomes will create inconsistency because excitement is not long-term sustainable, right? And it also usually leads you down different paths. So if you can channel that excitement, but still strategically show up in the way that you know your business needs you to, that's when you start seeing the biggest results. And so you can use your emotions in your business, but they can't be the only thing dictating your outcomes. Does that feel true or does that feel like kind of not quite what's happening or what, what feels true around that? Like, no, it does. I I just know, like, I just have to go and do it. Like, I just got to stop saying I'm going to do it. And then I'm not. So I think that's, that's just it. And I have to figure out how, how I can help myself with that. I think like you're, you're right. And you don't want to keep saying that, but not making something for yourself that makes it easier to do. Right. Yeah. So think about what that might be. Like if the to-do list isn't cutting it. What might make this easier? What might be a tool I could use? Like, am I looking in base camp every day? Am I looking in a sauna multiple times a day? Like what, what can I use as like a mechanism here? Yeah. So definitely getting back at both them and, um, just inputting what I need to get done and then just checking on it and doing it. So give me like a really specific example. Like I, right now I only look at base camp a handful of times a week, or I only look at a sauna twice, or I actually look at it every day, but it doesn't 
always drive with my to-do list, like say a little bit more about what's happening. Like I think with Asana seeing like, so I have like stuff about like, you know, the health, the family, and then the business. So I think like Mm -hmm. just seeing it all, is just like too much. Like I like just Mm -hmm. focusing on business and Mm -hmm. not having to see like, oh, I got to, you know, go do this, this, and this for my house or for my health. So I think just having something just for the business where it's priority is not mixed with everything else in my life. And then definitely for Basecamp, um, just revisiting it more and working on, you know, the, the assignments that you give me, making those like the business priority, because then that's just so organized and easy. So here's, here's one thing I'll offer. And like, I always want you to do what's best for you. I know you know that by now, but Mm -hmm. so I feel free to be really vocal if this like does not work for you. Mm -hmm. But what keeps coming up for me really is the calendaring thing. Mm -hmm. Because like, I totally agree that sometimes seeing this never ending to do list is like insane, right? Mm -hmm. But like what, what you have to start figuring out and what I want to like challenge you around here is like figuring out how it all actually fits in. Yeah. Because I think that's a little bit of the missing component right now, right? Where it's like, I can see it, but then at the end of the day, it didn't get done. Versus like, I actually literally have a time at Wednesday at three where those promo posts are getting rewritten and it's on my calendar and I'm going to treat it as an appointment that's as important as like a client appointment or something. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have all these things on my to-do list, but if I'm not putting them somewhere, if they don't have a space to get done, Nine times out of 10, I'm like not doing them or I'm not doing them efficiently or I'm not doing them with intention. I'm more reacting. So what you're, the example with the excitement is like, I'm reacting to the excitement versus being strategic, right? Yeah. So definitely I think like actually inputting it in the calendar would be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know you tried that a little before. Did Was it just too much or like what didn't work about it then? Um. So. I guess before when I was trying it, um, like now I have my morning specifically to work before it was like, oh, I would try to do like some housework. And it's just like, I just need to have like a chunk of work time, not doing anything else. So Mm -hmm. before I was trying to mix it and do like, you know, one thing from every category in the morning where that just doesn't work. So I think by scheduling in like actual only work stuff in the morning will be better. Yeah. And I think it's like being really, really specific, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So like on Tuesday at two, I'm redoing my promo posts. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's, it's no longer like saying something should get done. It's, it's like inputting it into a calendar kind of thing. Right. Yeah, definitely. I could see how that's going to help a lot. And I think it's going to be especially helpful as you're like going through this pregnancy too, because like you might be in a time where you need naps or whatever, right? Yeah. You can put down a nap every single day (laughs) if you need to, but it's like, then you see how stuff fits around it Yeah. versus like a reaction, 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 i.e. like, oh man, I was going to do this, but now I kind of need a nap, but what about this? But what about that? And maybe I'll do that later. And I feel excited about this now and so on and so forth. Right. Yeah. It's like, if I'm feeling extra tired lately, I can put a nap down every single day at noon 
-hmm. And then I schedule my other business stuff around that. Yeah. I also think it would be really helpful to go schedule client spots on your calendar. Okay. So you can kind of like make space to call in what you want, right? Okay. I think something that's interesting that's happening right now is you're almost like, I didn't even get to go redo my content last week, but I want more clients. Mm -hmm. And so it can almost feel like this, like, um, you know, kind of like fighting each other where it's like, I barely even have time to do the stuff I want to do now. Mm -hmm. But I I wish I had five more clients. Like, well, that's five hours a week, right? Yeah, you're right. So sometimes we're almost like pushing away that which we feel like we do not have space for. Yeah, I could see that. So if you go calendar everything out and you put in, you know, five client spaces, Mm -hmm. then if you don't have a client in that time, you should be doing something to get clients in that time, right? Yeah, that makes sense. But I think so much of this is like, yes, I can say, I know I should go do it, so I'll go do it. But how do I bring the like non-negotiable intention to that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's also how you're going to know if there's like way more mindset stuff going on than not. Because if you schedule it for whatever, rewrite promo post Tuesday at two, and then you even blow that off. Yeah. You you can't even remotely pretend anymore (laughs) that (laughs) it's not a mindset thing. If you like have it there and you bang them out, you're like, oh, okay. I was just not prioritizing that or being intentional. Right. There is such a big difference in your business between reaction and intention, right? So in reaction mode, we're reacting to our emotions, which we just talked about. We're reacting to things that happen during our day, clients that need things, community members that ask questions. We're constantly in reactivity mode. And that does not build a sustainable business. It just doesn't. When we can be intentional with our actions, right? And we can be intentional with how we deal with things as they show up, we are so much more likely to get to where we wanna go because we're actually creating that intentional time, right? And one thing Monica was doing to herself in this session was saying, well, I just have to do it, I just have to do it. And while she's not wrong, what we can do is use tools to execute to that, to calendar out our time, right? And to actually be really intentional versus just feeling this pressure to just do it, right? So the reason I was harping on her so much on calendaring out her time is because then she will not be in reaction mode, she will be in intention mode. And she won't have the pressure of like, gosh, I just have to remember this and I have to do it. She will literally have the container to follow, right? And then if something happens, like, you know, her daughter's sick or she's sick or she's tired or whatever, she can move those puzzle pieces around to actually serve her. Again, being more intentional, even though life is happening, versus the reaction, which is like, oh my gosh, you know, I was sick, the kid was sick, and so nothing got done, which is totally different than so I move things around and they're gonna get done two days later or next week or whenever, right? It's still bringing that intention to it. So if you are someone who finds themselves reacting very often in their business and not getting a lot of the things they wanna get done done, calendaring and being really, really specific with how you lay out your day is such a game changer and 
So many of us resist that at first. I did, I know Monica did, so many of my clients have, and yet once you do it, it is wild. Like I'm willing to bet when we hear from her next week, if she really dives into that, it totally changes things for her. So let's see, and I want you to try it too. Calendar out that time, get really specific and intentional with it and see what happens in your business. What's kind of coming up for you in all this? Is this feeling like good, heavy, worse, better? No, it is feeling good. I think by like prioritizing the task, like you said, but then actually scheduling it in. I know that um, because I have been working on mindset, like I have made that a priority. So it's like, you know, I want to do the, you know, happy magic on a journal, affirmations, all of that. And it's like, sometimes if all of a sudden, you know, I have to go get my daughter early, it's like, shoot, I spent all my morning only doing the mindset stuff. So Mm -hmm. Even scheduling that, but scheduling like totally. what does my business need me to do? I think it's it's going to be better because then not you know something's not just not going to get done. I'll see it first and I'll be able to you know make any adjustments before. Definitely, I think like a really important thing there is this idea that like you have to find what works best for you to get multiple priorities done. Yeah. Does that make sense? So like as an example, like doing happy magic is awesome, but you might have to be like, I only have 20 minutes for that. Yeah. Even if I could write for two hours. Yeah. Right. And I know I'm such a psycho about being like mindset over everything, but like in the sense of like, it always gets done no matter what, but it doesn't necessarily have to take up all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I definitely, like, I know I've been making it a priority because it needs to, but totally everything else has to too. Right. So I think, yeah, I definitely think by scheduling it, everything, it's just going to help because then I'll know like, oh gosh, I can't journal all morning. Like, you know, I haven't done anything else. And then tomorrow I'm busy or whatever. So seeing it and putting it in and then being able to rework it to make sure that it's working on every area that I need to work on will help. Right. Right. I think that it's like, can I feel like, so I have like a half hour of journaling on my calendar in the morning. Right. Do I ever do more later? Sure. Mm -hmm. Do I ever do more than a half hour at that time? No. Okay. Right. Meaning like, because I know that like taking action in my business is 100% fully in alignment with what I just journaled on. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. So it all fits together, right? All the pieces. Like I, I write on this and I think about things in a certain way and I watch my mindset and I'm careful about what thoughts I'm entertaining. And then of course, from those thoughts, I want to take the action. I want to go sell, right? Yeah. So it doesn't mean that you can never come back to the journaling or that you couldn't do more later or that, you know, if you were having a really crappy week, you couldn't schedule in more time, right? Yeah. But it is to say like it, it can be the most important thing, but it's not the only thing, right? Yeah, definitely. I truly do think that mindset is the most important work you could be doing in your business. I just don't think it's the only work. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I was kind of using it like if I only have time to do one thing today, like I got to get that done and then I'll, you know, do the posting tonight when I have time. But it's like, no, you're right. Making a priority for everything. 
Right. And that's where the calendar piece comes in because it helps you see how that's possible. Right. Mm -hmm. You're like, I can literally see how this all fits in. I don't really have a good excuse. Right. Yeah. Or you're like, I truly see that I do not have time for all of this. And then I have to rework what my priorities are too. Yeah. But the funny thing is just to give you a hard time here (laughs) is that you started this call with like, how can I do more? Mm -hmm. Right. And in reality, you're like, sometimes I don't even have time to like work on the business. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to bring it back down to like, what's the realistic component here? Right. Mm -hmm. I have a client who, um, it, it, is super successful in business, makes money, uh, really easily, all this kind of stuff. And, um, is often giving herself a hard time for like, what else could I be doing? And we did this exercise recently and she was like, holy shit, I only have 17 hours a week to work, Hmm. which was so useful (laughs) Yeah, because then she can stop pretending like she can keep adding more. Does that make sense? So we just have to be ridiculously intentional with those 17 hours yeah versus being like you know what else you should do and have you thought about this and also let's start a podcast and also let's do that you know what I mean (laughs) yeah because then you're just spinning all the time and with those 17 hours it's just messy it's not actually intentional right definitely so for you like your time commitment has changed so much over having the business, not having the business, having part of the business, having a couple pieces of it, doing some jobs, doing no jobs. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for you, I think it's like, you just have to take back kind of like your power around your time. Right. Yeah. Because the fluctuation has been so great. It, it, you probably don't have a really good handle on it. Totally. And I think like, so going back a little while ago, it was you know, creating the life that you want. And it's Mm -hmm. like, like, like I, I definitely, I do feel it. Like I'm, you know, I have my mornings and this and that, and it's like peaceful and easy and relaxing, but it's almost to like now be like, okay, I have that, but now like, let's like put the business in there. Like it's weird where it's like, I can like create the one thing I want, but like not like mesh things together. Just like you know, working on the mindset, like, sure, I can work on that. But now to like, go back and add things, it just feels like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I do that? So I think for me, it's like, you know, creating what you want, but like with every aspect in there and having it work instead of just like the relaxed lifestyle that, you know, I didn't have my other business that I want now, but it's like, it's still not. Does that make sense? Totally. Sometimes we can, it's so useful, like, to my, to my thing that I always mention is like what you focus on expands, right? Yeah. So it makes sense. Like you were focused on like the, you know, living the life, right? And so you're able to do that. And I think that's really important, but we also want to have those foundations set up, right? It's just like, sometimes this is what people do. And this is just a good example to notice for moving forward is like, People will do a ton of marketing, get full with clients, and then stop marketing. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 wait, you still have to do that because these clients are eventually going to finish, right? (laughs) Yeah. And so what we're really trying to do, and I think that maybe the way to look at this is like, we're trying to build the foundation and then build on top of it Mm -hmm. versus like 
build 30 foundations, right? Yeah. (laughs) So for you, I think like, I'm just making this up. I have no idea. But like, say the relaxing morning right now takes you an hour. Mm -hmm. Maybe you still get that same feeling, but you condense it to 30 minutes. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it still feels relaxing because you're leaning into it. And honestly, you're going to feel even more relaxed if you're also getting your posting done. Yeah, definitely. Right. And so it doesn't mean that you have to give that up in favor of this. You're just moving the puzzle pieces around till they fit together in the way that serves you. Right. Yeah. And I think that's really a powerful way to think about it. And it's why, again, like just let's try it and see. And if you hate it, we can stop. But it's why the calendar, for example, is really helpful in moving those puzzle pieces because you can see all the pieces in one place Mm -hmm. as it relates to the time you actually have. So your brain can't make shit up anymore. Your brain can't be like, you know, we should do so much more. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, no, the fuck we shouldn't. I don't even have an hour on my calendar left for that. Yeah. Right? You do. And you're like, yes, brain, we should. And it needs to fit into this one hour a week. What could we do with that? Right? Yeah. It just kind of brings everything to this super, like, obvious, realistic point Mm -hmm. where we just can't, like, fuck with ourselves anymore. Right? (laughs) Totally. And I think that, like, it's not that you're fucking with yourself in this bad way. Like, it's so great that you're living the life you want more and prioritizing the mindset work. And I think that's moving the needle forward so much for you, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we just add this to the mix, we're like, okay, now we're getting really intentional about, like, working in the business and selling and making the machine work. Yeah. That's where it all comes together, right? Yeah. So it's not like you've been screwing it up, but we just have to add these other pieces of the puzzle. And just like when you were kind of working all the time and didn't have mindset as part of that puzzle, right? Yeah, definitely. So the pendulum kind of swung a little far the other way. Now we just got to level it out in the middle, right? Yeah. Does that feel pretty spot on or like what's kind of the thing coming up for you? No, that's spot on. And like it feels good. So let's do this. Let's make a commitment to post at least, uh, to post the uh, messaging call at least three times this week. Okay. Like really specifically, you know what I mean? Okay. And to calendar everything, send me a screenshot and we can see like what fits where. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> what's funny about that? Are you like, oh, that feels stressful, or what's coming like, up? Oh my god, I gotta do it. But no, it'll. It, no, it feels like I know I'll feel so much better once I do it. So it's, I'm glad that you you're making me show you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think it'll be really helpful for me too because then I can bring my my outside perspective to it and be like, yeah, Monica, you totally have time to add more things. Okay. Or like. Monica, you don't even have time to get the stuff done you're doing now. Like, what are we going to rework? Do you know what I'm saying? And I think that it's funny that it's so uncomfortable. I think it probably is for everyone. But just to, like, illustrate that, it's because you're not going to be able to think anything else. Like, you're really going to be able to see it in black and white, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's, like, where some people hide from money and they, like, put their head in the sand. And the idea of, like, actually, like, looking at what's in their bank account, looking at what bills are coming out and, like, doing a budget is, like, feels like they're going to puke. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're like, but it's kind of the only thing that makes sense, right? Yeah. 
you want to think about your time as that same level of resource and that same importance of like, I basically need to budget it out just like I would money. Okay. That makes sense. Because it's just as much, if not more of a resource than money is, right? Yeah. And so I have to treat it with that same reverence. Like I know you're good with like looking at money and balancing things and all that, right? Yeah. This is like basically the same exercise, but for time. Yeah. I never thought about it like that, but you're right. Because I just keep, you're like, I just keep wildly spending right now. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That Which you would makes... never do with money, right? I know. You're right. Another reason to be really intentional with your time is because it is an asset in your business that is just like money, right? So the two assets you're really bringing to your business are time and money, right? Monica and I have talked about this concept a bit before. But if you can treat your time as as important as money and be as intentional with it as you would be with like investing, for example, it totally changes how you're running your business. And Monica really liked this analogy because she is an investor, right? She has invested in real estate and passive income and has really seen money as the asset it is and has been incredibly intentional with it and not reactionary at all. And so when we compare money and time, she's having these aha moments of like, oh my gosh, that's so true. I would never treat my money how I'm treating my time right now. I would never budget with my money how I'm budgeting with my time right now, which is like pretty much non-existent, right? And so for you, if you're someone that's always treating money as really valuable, but tending to undervalue your time and not treat it like an actual asset in your business, then it's time to rework that because those two assets together will build your business, but you have to treat them both as valuable and you have to be intentional with both of them, right? So if you can look at your time, just like you look at your money and you can decide where to invest it, you will see such a bigger outcome. And the same is true with money, right? Like if you look at it, you know about it and you're intentional about where you're investing, the outcome is pretty good usually, right? And so the same is true with time. And so I really invite you in this episode to take back your time, to value your time and to be intentional with your time and see how that transforms your business. And, and of course, if you do that, then you're like, where's the money going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Right. So let's just see where is it going, just like we would with money, and then like make more informed decisions about it. Right. Okay. And again, like just to illustrate, like, it's so funny because you just did a whole talk on that. Right. You're like, even you said you're like, well, saving money is not sexy, but I'm super good at it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just apply that mindset and that mentality to this time exercise, right? Okay. Like I could actually get really efficient with this. Like I could get really good at this. I could spend really wisely. Yeah. And then I could have some left over for fun shit. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm excited to do this. Beautiful. All right. So send me a screenshot, calendar it out. If you're feeling like I don't know where things fit, I don't know how I'm going to fit it all in. That's what I'm here for. Keep me posted and let's go from there. Does that sound good? Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Beautiful. All right, my dear. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. I am so grateful to you for being part of our journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. So please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you for listening. 
And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated.